What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today, well, first of all, I was just going to get into the, the topic, but you guys know how I like to go on tangents. We're just going to start the show with a tangent. I learned something crazy that this whole time I've been telling you to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And apparently that is very frowned upon by Apple. It's Apple Podcasts. I did not know there was a name change, I guess. I guess podcasts are now Apple Podcasts and iTunes is still a thing. I don't know. But I was told by an expert that if I continue to say iTunes, that Apple actually frowns upon that and won't show my show to the audience that it could potentially reach. Not only that, but I think I have iTunes in the description. So this is where being completely tech illiterate and not knowing things and being completely out of the loop is hurting my game. So it's Apple Podcasts. I have to go change everything. Not really. I'm just going to update it from now on. So when you hear me say, leave a five-star rating and review, and you're listening to old episodes, and I say the bad word that starts with an I, just know that I mean Apple Podcasts. That's the first tangent. Leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, please. Second tangent. If you notice anything about the show quality, like the sound quality, or if there's distractions or noises, sometimes because I have the headset on and I have this whole setup in here that I think is pretty solid, but I was told that on one of the episodes, um, because my phone was on my desk, you could hear it vibrating, and only one person had the decency to tell me that. I appreciate you, whoever you are. That was really helpful. If anything like that happens and you notice that there's distractions or noise in the background, sometimes dogs, sometimes kids, whatever, if, if you can hear any sort of distractions coming through on the show, please hit me up and let me know about it. I want to make sure I'm a, a stickler for quality. Personally, I will not listen to another podcast if it's not crisp, clean sound. So I really want to make sure that I deliver high, high quality sound. If you notice any distractions like that, please let me know. All right. I think, I think those are all the tangents for today so we can actually get into the topic. And what I want to cover today is a little checklist for you guys. Um, when you consider a fat loss phase or you're jumping into a diet, you want to lose some body fat, there should be a mental checklist. It doesn't have to be mental. It can be an actual checklist that you run through to make sure that the dieting phase at the fat loss phase is actually going to be successful. And I don't think that this is something that we often consider because we're so focused on the goal and we're so focused on the end game that we ignore everything that happened previously or, or to date. And we set ourselves up for failure. Now I can tell you that this time of year, I'm recording this Friday, May 6th. And this is the time of year that I get people hitting me up nonstop about body composition because summer is right around the corner, at least in the States. And there's a lot of people that are anxious about looking their best. Now, if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know that I constantly tell you 
not to wait until the last minute because then you try to rip the bandaid off. You get yourself into trouble. You do some extreme shit just for a temporary result. You gain the weight back and you start the cycle all over again. But in case you ignored me for the past however many years and you are in the position of wanting quick results before the summer, you need to address whether you're setting yourself up for failure or success. And the way that you can do that is just by understanding, will your body actually respond right now? Will your body respond? If you go into a dieting phase, if you go into a fat loss phase, will your body respond? I'm going to go over the the physical checklist. Um, It's interesting because I've, I've gotten a ton of messages, like close to a dozen messages. And I don't, it's not like I get inundated with DMs all day, every day. Um, I get a few per day. It's not overwhelming. I respond to every message that I get. I'm not going to be one of these people that, that claims to be bombarded with messages all day and night. That's not the case. People reach out, people message me. I respond. Um, I'm fortunate enough where uh, I don't, I'm not so overwhelmed by it that I can answer every single message. So Lately, there's been a lot of messages around this topic of how much should I eat if I want to lose fat before the summer? What should my macros be if I want to lose body fat and maintain my muscle? Uh, Then I've had some other ones that have been like, how do I stop indulging on sugary snacks? Another one that said, I've been really obsessed with obsessive with tracking macros and it always feels like a chore. How do I get over that? And how do I make macros work for me? Uh, I've had questions all over the board like this. So before I get into the whole fat loss checklist or dieting checklist, I just want to address something here. When you reach out and you ask me a question like that, first of all, I need more context. For example, the how much should I eat? That's like saying, should I hire employees? How many employees should I hire? Well, I don't know. Do you need any employees? Do you, what business do you run? How many employees do you have now? Like, what's your goal? What are you trying to accomplish with your business? Right? It's just, it's an arbitrary question without context. How much should I eat? I need more context. How do I stop overindulging on sugary snacks? Well, I don't know. What are you eating? Are you under eating? Are you eating enough protein? Are you drinking enough water? What do your daily habits look like? I need more context. That's the first thing. Um, but I also want to mention that there's, there's no problem with asking and reaching out and, and trying to get some information. But what I would ask you to do is, is take some time and assess and really reflect and consider the fact that you are trying to get a solution to a very clear problem when the obvious solution might be to just hire a professional or work with a coach. Like I I wrote a whole email this morning. I told a story about the time I was in fourth grade and I broke my thumb playing football. I'll never forget out on, on the playground. And I can, I can even tell you who threw the pass, where I was like this very clear image in my head, I caught a touchdown pass. Uh, the ball hit me in the thumb, broke my thumb. I had no idea that it was broken. All I knew is that my thumb felt like it had a heartbeat inside of it. It was pounding and, and I thought it was just jammed because 
when you're an athlete and you play a lot of sports, you jam your fingers all the time. I was like, okay, I just jam my thumb. It was bothering me. I kept playing. It was still painful. I got home. My parents could tell that I was, you know, favoring my thumb. And, and I was like trying to pull, you know, when you jam a finger uh, and you're a kid and you try to pull the finger, I was like doing it, that, but it was super painful. And my mom looked at it. She was like, we have to go get this looked at. And I thought about the consequences. Well, first of all, my mom is a bit of a worrier. So when she is saying something is a problem, you know, generally I'm, I'm skeptical. She's, she's the, the worrier in the family. Um, I'm kind of the opposite where I'm just like, yeah, everything will be fine. And uh, there's probably a middle ground somewhere. But anyway, so she's like insistent that we have to go to the hospital. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. And uh, we went back and forth. And eventually the pain was too much. And we went to the hospital, it was broken, got a cast. And that was that. But imagine if I was like, you know what? I'm just going to DM a doctor on Instagram and see if that doctor can help me fix my thumb, right? Like I'm living with this pain and the pain is persistent and I can't get rid of it. And I want to send a message to this doctor and say, how should I fix my thumb? And the doctor obviously would say, we should probably come in and take a look and work with a professional. It's the same thing with your nutrition. When you're talking about your health, why are we trying to get answers just from like, like if you have a problem, if you're living with pain, if you are uncomfortable with how you look, how you feel, you're trying to get a solution. Just work with a professional. Like the solution is right there in front of you. Hire a coach. When you are curious as to how much you should be eating, hire a coach. When you're feeling like you're overindulging on sugary foods, and you don't know how to stop it, hire a coach. When you are overly obsessive when it comes to macros, you're trying to find a balanced approach that works for you, hire a coach. The answer is actually quite simple. I'm not sure why we like to torture ourselves more than we need to. Now, again, this is not to say you shouldn't ask questions or reach out. It's not the point at all. If that's the point that you're taking away, you're completely missing the whole point. What I'm trying to say is you have a very clear solution to a very clear problem, but you're choosing to continue to torture yourself by trying to figure it out on your own. And I'm not sure why. Is it ego? Is it stubbornness? Is it because you're afraid? There's got to be some reason why you know that you're not where you want to be and you know that you haven't been where you wanted to be for a long time. And yet you're willing to waste more time instead of just fixing the problem. It's a clear problem and a clear solution. You work with a coach, problem solved. And then there's the people that are like, yeah, but if, you, if you're immediately thinking right now, yeah, but dot, 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 um, you're probably not the right fit for what we do. But maybe there's some coaches that will let you live with your excuses. That's certainly not how we operate. We like to hold up the mirror and show you, hey, these are the excuses that you're telling yourself and you're full of shit. So you should probably start acting like an adult. Um, not everybody likes that. Not everybody likes the tough love approach. I find that it's more helpful than to just allow you to believe like the excuse of, yeah, but uh, I can't afford that. I can't spend that kind of money on a coach. Really? 
It has nothing to do with the resources that you have. It simply has everything to do with resource allocation. You're not, you're putting your money somewhere. If it's important to you and nobody should convince you that it's important to you, you should know for yourself if it's important to you. Then it's, it's a matter of resource allocation. You're probably spending that money somewhere. So sure, you can keep the money, but you also keep the problem. You also keep the pain. That's a choice. You have the solution, but don't act like you're, you're quote unquote trying when you're leaving it up to yourself. And you know, with the science of hindsight, that doing it alone hasn't worked yet. So it's probably not going to work. I just don't understand the mindset when there's something that's bothering you, there's something that's frustrating you, and you choose to live with it. And then you excuse yourself by saying, I can't afford it, but yet you're going to spend money in all these other places. It's just either be honest with yourself and say, it's not a priority. It's not important to me, which is fine. Or just fucking do it. Hire a professional, work with a coach. Stop all the complaining and the excuse making and all that other shit. If you need help, get help, right? Like if you had gone through some kind of emotional trauma and you were trying to process those emotions, you wouldn't be like, well, I really need to get over this on my own. Um, Maybe I'll message a therapist on Instagram, see what she says or he says, and then I'll keep trying on my own. No, you would say like, I need to get help. I'm going to go find a therapist that's a good fit for me and I'm going to get the help that I need. It's, It's no different. It's no different. And you wouldn't say, oh, I don't know, you know, if I can afford it, you would allocate the resources if it's important to you. Anyway, so the only reason why I bring that up is because a lot of times if you're considering like, well, I don't know how to get leaner before summer. I don't know how to lose body fat, you know, for whatever your goals are. And yet you're still trying this on your own and you're still avoiding the clear solution. Then stop acting like an asshole. Be an adult make a decision, make a choice, commit, and let's go. Um, So that's my rant for the day. Anyway, that's leading me into the checklist because here's the first part of the checklist and the most important part. It has nothing to do with your, your physical state. It has everything to do with your mental readiness because if you are going to pursue a fat loss goal, if you are going to jump into a dieting phase, you have to be mentally ready. You have to know with 100% certainty that this is actually what you want. And you also should probably know why you want it. Because a lot of times I see people who just think they quote unquote should pursue fat loss. And that's really not enough to keep you committed. Now, fat loss sucks. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's not try to make it all you know prettier than it, than it actually is. Fat loss sucks. I went through it not too long ago. Mel went through it not too long ago. Both of us were not happy. We were both moody and cranky and we didn't enjoy it. Nobody enjoys fat loss. You might enjoy the result of fat loss, but going through a dieting phase when you are lower energy, when you have more cravings, when you're hungrier, you are creating an adaptation that is not fun. So if you're not 100% sure that this is what you want, and you're also not sure why you want it, then you should not be doing it. I can't tell you how often I see this, the disconnect. If you're saying 
that you want something that here's a good litmus test. Exposed values versus real life values. You say, I want this thing and your actions don't align. That to me is, is the worst. Like people like that, again, I can tell you they're not my people. And I don't mean that to be rude. I don't mean that to be harsh. But if you are the type of person that says, I want X, Y, Z, but your actions say completely different, and there's this incongruence and this disconnect, I have a problem with that. Because it's not, it's not the disconnect that I have the problem with. It's that those people typically bitch and complain about their lack of results. That's where I have the problem. That's where I draw the line. Like, you're not my person. That's okay. I'm not for everybody. You're not for everybody. It's cool. We can still love each other from afar. Um, We're just not going to do very well working together. When you say, I really want fat loss, but your actions tell me a different story, and then you complain about your lack of results, there's a problem because now you're taking away time and energy complaining about something that you're choosing. There's a disconnect there. And it's not the disconnect that's the issue. It's the fact that you're complaining about the disconnect instead of changing the disconnect, right? So the first thing has to be mental readiness above all else. I don't care. Like we're going to talk all about the physical stuff, but mental readiness, you have to know that this is what you want. This is important to me because insert answer for you. I know I want this because I know this is going to be difficult because I know it's going to test me. I know it's going to challenge me. I know there's going to be hard days. I know there's going to be failures and setbacks along the way, but I know that I want this. So I'm going to keep pushing and I'm going to follow through and I'm going to make it happen. It's not going to be perfect. There's going to be days that it sucks. There's going to be moments that I question myself, but I know definitively that I want this. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to find a way. Resourcefulness. Knowing that regardless of what happens, you're going to find a way. If you don't check that box, please do not pursue a fat loss goal or or a dieting phase. Just don't. Give yourself some time to actually consider, is this what I want? Am I ready? One of the things that I think um, really, I won't say is, is the source of why our clients get such amazing results, but the way that, that I communicate and the way that I deliver information, it, it pushes a lot of people off. It turns a lot of people off. There's a lot of people that don't like the brutal honesty because sometimes when, when you have a mirror that's held up to you and you can see all of your own bullshit, for lack of a better word, that can make people uncomfortable. So they deflect and they push, push away and they shut it down. They're like, I don't want to listen. Totally fine. That's kind of the point. So there's a lot of people that it, that it repels. And that's intentional. Then the people that are attracted to that, the people that it pulls in, they are ready. Like, I don't have to convince anybody who joins our coaching program that this is important to them. I don't have to convince them that, like, this is the solution. I don't have to convince them that if they just follow through, that they're going to achieve any amount of success that they desire. Like, 
the way that I communicate kind of filters that already. So typically when we have somebody join us, like this is a person. And of course this, we don't bat a thousand. There's, there's sometimes where, you know, people slip through the cracks who aren't really our person that happens. Um, sometimes they're not the right fit for us. Sometimes we're not the right fit for them. It happens. But for the most part, the people that join, they're like, yes, I know that I have to do things differently than I've done them before. I know that I have to make a change. I know that it has nothing to do with my ability to commit and follow through on a plan. I just want the right plan for me and I'm going to fucking take it and run with it. Like those, that's, I won't say that's the only reason, but that's a big part of the reason why our success rate is as high as it is. A lot of times people are shocked to know that our clients reach their goals more than 90% of the time. We even have a results guarantee in our program for people that don't reach their goals because that's how successful it is. But it's because of the way that we communicate and we push away the people that are kind of tire kickers on the fence. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Whatever, like the excuse makers, that sort of thing. The people that say they want something, but they don't actually want it and their actions tell a different story and then they complain about that. I, I repel those people intentionally because you have to get to the place of, I can't fix that for you. I can't insert a, a core desire into you. You have to already have that and then you know, okay, this is the solution that I've been waiting for. I'm ready to go. I just need the right plan for me and I'm going to execute. So. The mental readiness, number one, it is above all else the most important thing. Hopefully, I've I've hammered that point to death. But um, yeah, like it, you'll know, like a simple a simple checklist is just look at your actions when it comes to your mental readiness. Uh, is there any sort of incongruence? Is there a disconnect that needs to be closed? Close it first. Get yourself in alignment. And like feel ready. Know that you're ready. You shouldn't have to, to feel like you shouldn't be in a place where you need to be convinced is what I'm saying. You should feel like, I know that I want this and I'm ready to go. All right. So let's go through the physical checklist. Are you ready to diet? Is your body going to respond? Is your metabolism in a good place where fat loss will become quick and easy? Now, keep in mind that when we're working with clients and we go through a metabolic priming phase, this is what we're doing. We're establishing that readiness. Now, we can't control the mental readiness because that has to be the, you know, our client has to decide that for themselves. But the physical readiness, we can get them there relatively quickly. And it depends on the person. Everybody wants to know how long does it take? It takes how long it takes. For you, it might take two months, might take 12 months, might take six months. I don't know what your background is, your past. I don't know how deep of a hole we've, we've dug, like, what do we have to climb out of here? And, and that's really like the way to think about it is you've essentially through all of your past dieting efforts and experiences and the stressors in your life, you've effectively dug yourself a ditch. And in order to climb out of that ditch, we have to start filling it back up. And the way that you refill that ditch, well, first of all, you got to stop dieting. So the first part of the checklist is if you haven't dieted in like three to 12 plus months, that's probably a good place to start. Now that's a really wide range. Three is kind of my minimum. And then that's why I say like 12 plus, if you haven't dieted in like five years, amazing. You'll probably see really quick progress. 
If you haven't dieted in like six to 12 months, amazing. You'll probably see quick results. Um, three months, you know, it depends. It really depends on the person. And again, like your background, all the shit that you've put your body through, things like that, current stressors. So consider if you want to start to fill up that ditch and get yourself back to homeostasis, you have to stop dieting for how long? At least three months. Okay. Number two, we want to fill the ditch with actual energy. So that would be calories, right? We need to get back to maintenance. And I'm talking true maintenance. There's a very big difference between true maintenance and adapted maintenance. Adapted maintenance is when you're eating like a thousand calories and not losing weight. And you're like, well, shit, if I eat 1200 calories, I gain weight. So a thousand must be my maintenance. No, that's your adapted maintenance. That's because you've dieted so long and so extreme that your metabolism has downregulated to a place where a thousand calories is now your maintenance. Congrats. It's not a fun place to be. So we should probably reverse that. And the way that you reverse it is you continue to gradually, because if you're going to gain a little bit of weight on 1200 calories, that's a massive red flag. Here's the harsh reality. You don't have a choice. You dug this ditch so you can stay in the ditch and stay frustrated, or you can start to fill the ditch back up with dirt. Eat some calories, gain a little weight. It's okay. It's not going to kill you. You'll be fine. Take it slow and steady and start to build. Now, you can keep tabs on body composition through measurements and pictures and things like that. Increase calories with protein first if you're that concerned because it's really difficult to store protein as body fat. So if you want a little hack, how do I get my calories up? Well, start to increase with protein first and then fill in carbs and fats. Uh, gradually, you should be fine. But you have to get to a place where maintenance is, is solid, like a true maintenance. And we won't know that until you actually experience it. So there's no number here. There's no like calculation. There's no formula. We can use multipliers like a body weight multiplier or any sort of you know, TDEE calculator online. You can use those things if you want random numbers, but the best way to know your true maintenance is to actually get there through tracking and measuring progress. So you want to establish a true level of maintenance. Also consider how much room have you given yourself? If you're like, okay, well, I've got my true maintenance established at 1500. Think about how much room that gives you. If you needed to cut calories, would you be able to make multiple adjustments? Probably not. What are you going to do? Go from 1500 to 1300 and then 13 to 11? Like you've got no runway. So you have to start to think, do I have room to actually operate with a calorie deficit? Now there's more than you don't have to just cut calories to create a deficit. You can also increase uh, activity like walking and things like that, but you don't have a lot of runway at 1500. So you need to consider. Am I at a true maintenance and do I actually have some room to work with? Third thing, we want to look at biofeedback. What is your body communicating? If there are red flags with biofeedback, you probably shouldn't be dieting. Some of the main ones that I look for, low energy and fatigue is a major red flag. Do you have intense hunger and cravings? That's a red flag. Are you having Mood swings. Are you going from high highs to low lows? That's a, that's a red flag. Are you having digestive issues? Are, do you have your a regular monthly cycle? If you're 
a woman? Do you have low sex drive? Um, if you have low sex drive, that's actually a red flag. If you don't have a regular cycle, that's a red flag. Um, and then we can look at sleep and stress. Are you getting quality sleep every night or is it all over the place? And, and you're only getting like four to six hours of sleep and it's poor quality, uh, you know, stress. Are you overly stressed? Are you noticing that you are wired at night and you, your brain won't shut off because you're constantly dealing with anxiety and stress? Like what, what does your personal life look like in terms of relationship stress? What about work life? All of these things can add stressors. Now, there, there's no such thing as, as no stress. Some stress is a good thing. Too much stress and, and too much is, is person dependent. But consider the, the side effects of that. Are you noticing racing thoughts? Are you noticing fatigue? Are you noticing lack of mental clarity? Things like that. And then sleep, obviously, if you're getting four hours of sleep and it's disturbed and not quality, like we're probably not going to be successful in a fat loss phase. And then physically, we also want to look at some of the habits that you have now. The habits can be instilled during the phase. Typically, what we like to do is during our priming phase, we like to implement the quality habits. Most people think priming is just like reverse dieting. It's very different. If you understand the metabolism, then you understand that calories are just one piece of the metabolic puzzle. But we also look at the habits that you have in your life. And during our priming phase, we would try to instill quality habits that will serve you during your fat loss phase because it's much more effective to create new habits when you are in this homeostatic balance versus during a stressed period of time, like, like dieting. Dieting is a stressful state, okay? Please, let's understand that. So trying to implement all these different habits when you're in a stressed out state does not make a lot of sense. So ideally, we implement quality habits during the metabolic priming phase, like moving your body and drinking water and food quality. It's another one. Let's look at the quality of the foods that we're consuming. If you're eating a bunch of shit food, like sure, you could just start a fat loss phase, clean things up, and you probably would lose some weight. But if we're looking at sustainability, like let's, let's start working through those habits as we're working on your metabolism and removing some stress from your system. And then we can take a, an intentional fat loss phase. Like you might improve body composition as a byproduct. And then we go through a targeted fat loss phase and, and you know, it just kind of flies off you and you feel like it was the easiest thing ever. It happens all the time. That's the power of a priming phase when done effectively. We're going to instill those habits and we're going to set up your metabolism so that fat loss happens um, pretty quickly and efficiently. So those are some of the things from, from a habit standpoint. Are, you know, can we implement those? Yes, you can try to work on them during the fat loss phase, but I find it much more effective beforehand. So as part of the checklist, do I have some quality habits in place that will serve me through this fat loss phase? Because you know that the days are going to be tough. You know that there's going to be hunger and cravings and energy is going to start to drop. So we want to have these things that we kind of rely on, like I'm still getting in enough veggies and protein. I'm still getting in enough water. I'm still moving my body, getting some steps in. I still have a nice self-care routine, wind down routine, things like that. Have those pieces in place. That's your checklist. That's your physical checklist. But let's circle back to the most important part, which is mental readiness. When you have that mental readiness, 
and you know, like, I'm ready to commit. I want this. Let's do it. My advice is work with a coach. Just like I said, it doesn't make sense to continue to spin your wheels on your own when you have the solution right in front of your face. Um, if you feel like you appreciate more of a direct approach, then you can reach out and see if it's a good fit. Otherwise, there are plenty of coaches out there uh, that you can communicate with and see if it's a better fit for you if this is not your style. If you think we are your style, then all you have to do is go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply. That's neurotypetraining.com slash apply. You have to be able to follow directions. Um, we don't enable learned helplessness. So if you can't figure out how to go to the website, neurotypetraining.com slash apply, fill out the application, schedule your call, show up for your call, um, then I can tell you you're not a good fit. One of the things that I have zero tolerance for, zero tolerance is time wasting. So if you are somebody who schedules a call to talk to somebody on my team and you don't show up for your call and you don't tell us, you just simply don't show and you don't communicate, you are banned from pop for life. Like we have a one strike and out policy I understand that emergencies happen. I understand that changes happen. That you can't tell me that you don't have the ability to send a text message and say, I need to reschedule, or even after the fact and say, Hey, I'm so sorry this emergency happened. Um, I really apologize. I wasn't able to communicate. If you can't do that after the fact, if you can't do it before the fact, if you simply just book a call, waste our time and don't show up without any communication, that's a lifetime ban, one and done policy. If that happens and I see your name on another call, then we just remove you. It's as simple as that. Um, there are certain principles and values that are important to me that my entire team feels very strongly about and we uphold those. So consider if you like our no-nonsense approach, you can go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply. If you book a call, be prepared to show up or communicate that you changed your mind. If that's you, Cool. Well, we would love to chat. If that's not you, that's also cool. I'm still here to help. But just consider that you might be living with a broken thumb and then you're trying to figure out how to get it fixed without just going to the obvious place, which would be a professional who knows how to fix a broken thumb. So something to reflect on. And uh, don't forget, it's Apple Podcasts. It's not iTunes. I will never forget that now. Um, Apple Podcasts. That's the place that you can leave a review. Unless you're going to leave a review and say how much of an asshole I am, which wouldn't be wrong, but it would be kind of unfortunate to have that on the review. Uh, if you have a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Uh, love you guys, and I will talk to you soon. <laughs>